What's up, Chicago Bears fans? This is T-Formation Conversation. I'm your host, Lester Wildfong, and this is the Bears-Texans Injury Report. And, and like I have been this whole season so far, I am joined by Dr. Mason West, physical therapist at, where are you at again, Team Barrington? Yeah, Team Rehabil- Rehabilitation, team. I can't talk, in Barrington. All right. Okay, okay. And then you're there, you know, all week and doing your thing, and it's... uh. It's just cool to get your perspective. I know we've had a lot of a lot of comments, whether it be on Twitter, Facebook, uh, or, or or on the YouTube channel. You know, just saying how they really appreciate the perspective you bring, and uh, you know, it's, it's just something that the layman just doesn't understand. You know, we understand injuries to a point, but you're like, boom, you, you know, you got that other level of it. Like I said, Doctor Mason West in the house, so it should be an interesting uh, injury report. It's a lot bigger than it has been the last few weeks. But before we get into the actual report, let's talk about a little bit about. Lucas Patrick, the cast is off. He was snapping all week. And like you talked about last week, you said once the cast comes off, he's probably going to be able to get right in there and, and do his thing. Do you still feel that's going to be what's happening? you think it'll be Patrick at center on Sunday? I would think so at this point. I mean, the whole time, the last couple of weeks leading up to it, you know, it's not like he's walking around all day long with the cast on his hand. Um, he's still doing strengthening. He's doing stuff to, uh, for the shoulder, the wrist, the elbow, all you know, all of the above to get that going. Um, once my feeling was once they got him practicing with the snapping, it's full go at that point. Um, and that was the whole point of this, right? Well, that's the reason why they rotated him because as soon as they felt like the hand was ready, that he could handle and manipulate the ball, that everything else would be in line and he'd be in game shape and could just roll right into it. You know, the other the other positive here with uh, with having Patrick in at center is, of course, now Tevin Jenkins is your full-time right guard. No more rotation. And, and, unless they decide to say, hey, let's get Sam Must for some reps at guard. No, I don't think that'll happen. It's going to be oh, all Tevin no, Jenkins. No. Yeah. Have you been impressed with Jenkins as is his only a few games now as a right guard? Have you been impressed with what you've seen from him? I have. Um, I think that he brought just this mentality and a little bit of nastiness to the line. That just has been lacking for a little while. Uh, if you look at some of the advanced stats, you know, he definitely has lots of reps. You know, that's it's a new position for him. I'm not surprised by that. And it's still only a second year. That first year was kind of a wash in, in, in a way. I mean, there's just so much missed time, but from when, from rep to rep, what you see in the growth you see from him, I've loved every bit of it. And I'm really happy that he'll get to now do it hundred percent of the time just because on that run blocking, especially he's been able to just, he's destroying it. Uh, pass blocking, still some work to be done there, but you know, I think he's going to keep growing into it. One thing a lot of fans don't realize that they tack, tackle the guards, a different game. Things happen differently. They happen quicker. There's different angles you have to worry about at guard, you know. But but like you, man, I've been impressed. I think he's doing a really good job there at uh, at right guard, and I'm excited to see him settle in, and then Patrick settle in the center, because if 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 these five guys get that that continuity down, you know, we saw them having a really good uh, a, a bunch of good good runs against the Packers, you know, pass pro still still up in the air, but. You know, if everyone settles in, I thought Braxton Jones had a much better game, you know, uh, week two as opposed to the first week. Maybe the O-line is not as big of a problem as everyone thought with Patrick at center, Jenkins at right guard, Jones settling in. Maybe it's not as big of a deal. And, you know, it's still it's still a concern, but I think it's uh, going to be fine. Plus, no one on the O-line now is, should be injured, so that's a good thing. So that brings us to the actual injury report we're going to get into here. Uh, bam, another graphic here on Second City Gridiron. I'm so uh, so proud of myself for this. But the Bears, man, the Bears got a lot this week, you know, and, you know, they got three guys out. So let's talk about the guys that are out first. Uh, Matt Adams, uh, Sam Linebacker, Dane Cruikshank, safety, hamstring, uh, Ryan Griffin, who has uh, 
outperformed Cole Komet through a couple of weeks. Tight end, he's out with an Achilles. So about these three guys that are out, I mean, let, let's talk best case scenario, okay? With Ryan Griffin, it's Achilles. I don't think anything is is torn because if he would have torn something, we probably would have heard about a surgery by now. So what's the best case scenario with Griffin if it's a, a minor Achilles injury? Yeah, those minor Achilles injuries, you know, they can definitely linger for a little bit. Uh, some of it ends up becoming what can you tolerate pain-wise. Um, yes, they can become something more robust, though, especially if you're compensating. So they can ultimately become like a full-out tear. So I'm thinking best-case scenario, he's probably back in next week, if not two weeks. Uh, usually, if it was, like you just said, if it was something uh, grade three all the way up to a grade four tear, he, he would have already been shoved over to IR. You know, they wouldn't even be playing with it. So it shouldn't be shelving him too long. And then uh, with, with Crunkshank, I mean, I, I don't remember him getting hurt in the game, but uh, this is something that must happen then. Hamstring, again, we're talking best-case scenario with, with a hamstring. I mean, we're already seeing uh, Bayless Jones going through his own deal. Um, it, it, again, if it's not as severe as that where it's going to be a, a multi-week thing, best-case scenario, you think Crunkshank can, uh, can come back next week? I think the fact that when you look at the actual injury report, like how he didn't participate at all this week, it wasn't even limited. Uh, the fact that I believe he went out pretty early in the game. Um, if you actually look at Against some the Packers, of those, yeah, yeah, those snap counts, he played 63% of his special team snaps. Uh, against 49ers and that dropped all the way down to 36 percent so you know about half went against the Packers uh so he went out relatively early in that game he's probably looking more at that same timeline couple you know three four weeks at least that he's going to be sidelined with that hamstring injury they're just so finicky uh and there's just no he's also a player like you're not gonna rush him back you're gonna yeah take take the time you need uh you're not gonna worry about that third fourth safety and then Adams again another hamstring now Adams got hurt in practice though he was fine I think it was on Wednesday um, him and we'll talk about Jalen Johnson in a second. They both got injured and, uh, you know, but again, hamstring, if you're thinking, depending on severity, it could be a few weeks thing, but let, let, let's jump on to, so I mentioned him, Jalen Johnson, quad injury. He, he practiced on Wednesday. He was fine. Uh, Thursday's practice, he was limited. So at, at some point in Thursday's practice, got hurt. He could not practice at all uh, today on Friday. Um, all the beat guys, no one's really talking about, about, uh, about Jalen Johnson as far as his availability. So, Again, let's let's talk best case scenario. I mean, we've all had our had a bruised quad playing sports, whatever it was, and it's it could be pretty painful. As long as there's no tear there, you know, you think there's a chance that Jalen Johnson can play. Yeah, the quad is much more forgiving than its uh, hamstring counterpart. Uh, in general, you're only would be looking at I would say like a couple weeks if he was gonna miss. I'm honestly thinking he might play. Uh, when you're looking at probably had a helmet, shoulder pad to the thigh. You know, just one of those things, walk around with a bit of a limp there. Uh, the fact that he was considered limited on Thursday is a, is a good sign on that. I mean, yes, he didn't participate today, but leading into the game, knowing how good he is at this point in time, you know, becoming into that veteran mold, he doesn't necessarily you don't need to force him to, to run through a practice in that perspective. Uh, I would think he's going to play uh, this week. If he doesn't play this week, he should be back the following. So if Jalen Johnson is out, then it means you're probably looking at Lamar Jackson, who I thought has had a nice preseason, but, you know, he was inactive last week. You know, he's not obviously part of their, their long-term plans. Um, you know, they have Josh Black Blackwell, who they picked up as a, as a, uh, on the waivers there. Um, you know, he played some special teams last week. So, you know, it'll either be Blackwell or Jackson. If Johnson can't go, uh, they also have uh, Jalen Jones, uh, undrafted free agent. So, I mean, the, the talent level dropped pretty steep if Johnson can't go because you're already seeing some issues with Vildor and issues with the, with the rookie Gordon. So the Bears need uh, Jalen Johnson. And speaking of guys they need, you know, Roquan Smith, 
Um, he hurt his hip at some point in the Packers game, uh, we're all assuming. Uh, he's listed as questionable. He did not practice all week. But 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 the good news is Brad Biggs of the Tribune, he had a tweet out earlier today saying that the, the expect, expectation is that that he will play in the game. Uh, so so we've been talking best-case scenarios with all these guys. So if it's a hip injury and they think he can play, what do you think is probably going on there with the hip? Hip is so hard because, I mean, there's so, there's so many things that could be going on, right? We talked about a little bit earlier how – it could be joint related, maybe like a labral tear. Uh, you can play through that really no problem for the most part. It could be more of a soft tissue injury, and it seems like the soft tissue injuries are mounting a little bit for the Bears. I'm always more concerned about those soft tissue ones, honestly. Um, hamstring, quad, you know, Achille- uh, technically Achilles is not soft tissue, but related enough that that it, that it usually is considered to be that. It could be any of those things for Roquan. Um, again, similar to the Jalen Johnson thing where the kind of player he is, your kids a need to practice. So it was like, Hey, let's get you as ready as we can. And he is so important to this team that him having those full three days of rest, not participating uh, would get him back a lot more quickly. Um, and there's a lot of compensation that can happen with the hip too. I mean, even if you do have a pretty, a relatively mild to moderate problem, you can usually play through that with the right stuff around you. If you, if you get what I'm saying. So obviously with Roquan, you know, as soon as it came out that he had a hip injury this week, of course, a lot of the fans right away, they're saying, oh, he's going to, you know, he's going to take a week off because, you know, it's his contract year. He's, you know, he's, he had his hold in and, you know, I mean, that that's, you know, that's part of what these athletes have to think about, but, you know, it doesn't benefit Roquan at all for not playing. I mean, he didn't have the best game against the Packers. And I think if he's good to go, and like I said, you know, it was reported that he should get out there, you know, I think he'll give it a go. But with Adams, who was already ruled out, you know, that's he starts at the Sam. That means we should see a little bit of Jack Sanborn. Um, you know, it's he got a lot of uh, play in the preseason. Um, a lot of Bears fans are fired up, man. They want to see Jack Sanborn play. Did, 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 when you saw him in preseason, were you impressed with Sanborn's uh, ability? He's just this guy that no matter where he goes, and his story is just so cool. If you don't know his yeah. story, please go back and look it up. Uh, but where, no matter what he does, he produces. You know, you slide him into special teams, he gets tackles. You slide him in into a starting defense, he makes tack, he makes plays. He just is. He's always in the right position, and I think that's one of the things that really is going to be good with how he especially was going to fit. I think this upcoming week in the defense that he's playing in is it's all about positioning for him. The fact that he's not necessarily the biggest, the strongest, the fastest doesn't matter as much because he's just in the right spot all the time. So, yeah, he was definitely very impressive in the preseason. It'll be a soft landing for him going against a Houston Texans team that is not exactly the most explosive uh, with their tight ends uh, as well. You know, we'll talk about some of their tight ends a little bit later when we get to them. But And also even their back, Damian Pierce, while I like him, I mean, it's not like he's not a world beater. So it's, it's an easier spot than necessarily if he had to come in last week against the likes of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I mean, I like Sam, but I think he's had a good chance. I mean, that's Wisconsin linebackers. They seem to know how to play. You know, it's, it's, it's a, the scheme they play there kind of translates. Well, you see a lot of the guys have a lot of success. The Eagles have TJ Edwards doing a good job at the mic for those guys. So, you know, you see a lot of those Wisconsin guys, a lot of those local guys from Illinois too, because with Sam were from, from uh, Lake Zurich played high school ball there. So it's kind of cool seeing the local guys, you know, get their chance and go there. But, you know, we also could have a chance to see uh, Sterling Weatherford, another guy, the bears got him off the waiver wire. Um, you know, this guy has uh, played at Miami of Ohio, and uh, we just had uh, last week we had our Making Monsters Ma- Making Monsters podcast with uh, uh, Dylan and Taylor. They had a chance to talk to the uh, Miami University head coach, and he did talk a little bit about Weatherford and what a great athlete he was in college. So an- another good athlete, uh, good fit as far as the speed goes for this defense. So we, we could see him. And then I think with Adams out, 
think there's a chance the Bears elevate Joe Thomas off the practice squad. You mentioned the special teams problems earlier, and that's something that you know that the third phase is off, often overlooked, but it's 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 still the third phase of of the team. You got to have those guys doing their job there. And Joe Thomas, a, a lot of special teams experience over the years uh, during his career. So with Adams out, I think you may see Joe Thomas kind of come up with some of those special teams reps. Um, but yeah, they got to make a couple moves. You know, they got three guys out, and we did briefly talk about Ryan Griffin. So with Griffin out, they're going to have Wesco. Uh, he'll he'll be in there a little bit more. Cole Komet, is this the Cole Komet breakout game? God, I hope it is for, Cole, for <laughs> more for Cole's sake than anything. Yes, uh, it, he just had such a rough go of it. I mean, the whole offense obviously hasn't been great, but you know, you look at replays and either he's dropping a ball or he's falling over on a block. Like he, this, he has to establish himself because at this point in time, the the excuses are starting to run run out. It's so disappointing because you know we, we talked about him on some other shows earlier this week on, on the podcast channel. Preseason, he looked good. Training camp, he looked good. It seemed like he was going to be featured. I, I really mm-hmm. thought he would be the uh, the number two behind Mooney, which is another whole discussion with Darnell <laughs> Mooney. But that's just the offense. The offense is uh, is struggling. You know, they played a couple tough uh, tough defenses the first two weeks. Of course, the one was in in, in a horrible weather. Um, but the Texans, their their defense is not quite as good as these guys. Um, it's a similar scheme to what what Justin Fields sees in practice every day. So. You know, it should be a little easier going for the for the Bears offense. Are you expecting the offense to kind of, I'm not saying break out, but kind of, you know, turn things around and kind of show, yeah, this is kind of the getsy stuff we've been expecting. You expecting some more of that stuff to, to kind of uh, pop up on Sunday? I would think and hope so. Um, at the end of the day, like the, the Texans defense is young, right? It's got a lot of up and coming players. Like I think Derek Stingley is awesome. Uh, I think he, he could arguably by the end of this year be, one of the best corners that came out of that last draft yeah, class. Really good. Um, you know, Jalen Petrie, like I loved him. He was someone the Bears didn't need him, but like he was someone that I was kind of hoping somehow would end up falling to the Bears in some way. Uh, Christian Kirksey's a solid linebacker, but when you have like they have enough interesting pieces on the outside, that's why Cole Komet, like you just said, really does need to step up because in theory the Bears should be able to take advantage of this linebacking core. And then secondarily, can you take care take advantage of a secondary that is young, right? Just like Kyler Gordon got put on display a little bit in that Packers game, can the same thing be said about a Stingley, you know, about a Jalen? Because if you can't do it against that team that has the youth that is inexperienced, what team are you going to do it against? So if the offense clicks, maybe they'll have uh, this will be the debut of Velas Jones Jr., uh, who, who I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, he's doubtful with his hamstring. We've talked about him quite a bit the last couple of weeks. Here's the thing with Jones, though. He, he he missed Wednesdays. He was limited in practice on Thursday and Friday. Is this kind of just the, the natural ramp-up period? Because he is doubtful. So usually when the NFL player is doubtful, I forget the actual numbers, but those guys rarely play. I mean, so I'm, I'm guessing, like you said, like you said last week, you predicted you think Jones will miss at least three weeks. Um, that looks like what's on the path here. But the fact that he had limited two days in a row, that's good for his ramp-up, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, even when you look at that, you know, did not participate on the Wednesday, if you saw there's a picture floating around in the Twitter sphere where yeah, uh, you know he that. was in pads doing the stretching and people freaked out like what he can. Why is he even wearing pads? What's the point? Um, because he's technically not participating in the team drills. Right. And there but he's doing the side work. He's with the athletic trainers. He's running routes. He's doing pretty much all the individual drills. But because it's with the trainers and it's not with the actual team, it's a did not participate. So he had that then Thursday, Friday, right? He participates in some of the individual and 
potentially even some of the team drills. And there, it's a slow ramp up for that. You've got to load it up like little by little over time. Because if you go too quickly, you have the setbacks. And it's one of those things, again, this is a long-term view for the Bears. I mean, yes, there's the jokes about how he's older, so he's running out of time, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. but it's still, it is a long-term view. There's a whole season ahead of us. Shoving him in a, in a game against the Texans is not going to do anything for you. He's not going to play this week. Look for him against the Giants in the following week. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point you bring up. A lot of people, they they, they don't know what's going on at the NFL practice. But like you said, he's in pads, he's in helmets. He's He's got to be geared up because he's trying to get his win back. He's doing stuff on the side to what he can. He's just not doing the stuff with the team. So technically, he's not practicing. But it's not like he's, you know, he's he's not on the couch. I mean, he's he's you know, he's out there for his, his two hours. He's putting in what he can to keep his wind up and, and to work on that hamstring as much as possible. So like like light stretching, kind of like uh, light running. Is that the kind of stuff you're doing to kind of uh, to, 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 to get that muscle back where it needs to be? He's gonna be doing that, but also I mean he like he's gonna be running routes not against you know Jalen Johnson, but he's gonna be running routes against insert athletic trainer here. Yeah. So he's still going to be going through a lot of those things, he's still gonna be catching the ball. It's, you know, some of it's either just going to be on air or against a, you know, 38-year-old who wanted to play football but never really got a chance to play. Yeah. That, 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 that would be me if I was out there. I'd be like, yeah, I can, I can cover you. Let's go. I can do this. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. All right. So let's go on to the Texans. Uh, just like the Bears, they got six guys on their list. Three guys out, just like the Bears do. Brevin Jordan, Isaac uh, Yadam, uh, Austin DeCluis, and I'm sure I butchered both those names, but – you know, none of those guys are starters for the Texans. They're all listed as out. Uh, so, you know, it's it still hurts their depth a little bit. Um, and then when you go to the guys that are questionable, and, and from what I understand from reading some of the stuff on from, from the Texans beat writers, um, these guys should probably play. Um, Malik Collins starts at defensive tackle for them. He's questioned with a knee injury. Um, but from what I understand, he he kind of has has vet days all week. He's 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 uh, he's managing a knee injury right now, uh, so they're kind of having a practice a day, take a day off. So that's kind of where he's at right now. But you know, if Collins can't go, I mean, he's you know a big part of that 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 middle of their defense. Even if he's hobbled with the knee, you know, the Bears are going to want to try and run on him as much as possible. So I think this bodes well to, to Tevin Jenkins. We talked about a little bit of Tevin Jenkins getting going and having a guy that's hobbled in front of him. That's obviously good news for Tevin. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and you know, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I have appreciated Bears Twitter and beat writers a little more when I just went and tried to do a bunch of research this week regarding the Texans. They're, they have no, like, there's nothing out there. Or, if the, or what is, is very limited. Yes. <laughs> they, yeah. I feel bad for Texans fans because they really don't get a look at all. So I feel a little better about what the Bears and what the Bears beat writers have been giving us. So thank, thank you to all them. But yeah, you really want to take advantage uh, when you have a, a guy like that, even if you're getting those veteran days, um, which technically, even like if it was a true veteran day, it would say that. So you you are thinking that there's still something a little funky. So he truly is questionable going into this weekend. But you want to take advantage of that, like you said, and yeah. you want to use your Mahler, Tevin Jenkins, and you know try to beat up Malik Collins as much as you can, get to the second level, and, and establish that run game this week. Well, like I said, there is something there. I mean, he's had an injury that he's been dealing with this whole season. And, uh, you know, his they, they're, they're managing it in practice by giving him some time off. So so he's not 100%, which, right. you know, it, it's the NFL, so most guys aren't. But, you know, that's good. And, you know, uh, one of his backups is is, is questionable as well. Uh, Kurt Hinch, he's, he's you know, way down the depth chart, and who knows how official those are. But the other guy they got questionable is Farrell Brown, tight end. You know, he's listed as a starter. You know, the, the, the Texans, you know, they have an, another tight end out. Jordan, they do have O.J. Howard in the roster. You know, but Farrell Brown, you know, I mean, we talk about Cole Komet, you know, not being, you know, that guy. But 
Pharrell Brown's just a guy. He's he's you know whether he plays or not, he's not you know he's not you know flipping the field for the uh, for the Texans. So you know as far as the injury report goes, it's not a lot of uh, big names out for Houston, but you know they don't have a lot of talent. I mean it's it's kind of like the Bears. They're very similar teams, you know, very similar schemes. You know they both have young quarterbacks trying to find their way. They both have you know pretty good tailbacks. I think the Bears running game is a little better, but who are you picking this week? Are you going Bears? Are you going Texans? I'm going Bears based on principle. Um, when you look at two teams that are similar, and unfortunately, the, way the they are similar, right? There isn't both teams that don't have a ton of talent across the board, but I, I think have a bit more talent. And in those situations, you got to go with the quarterback. Yes, as of right now, Dave, you know, Davis Mills has some better stats than Justin, even going to last year. Arguably, Mills had probably some of the best stats of any of the rookies. He last did, year yeah, yeah. Uh, but just pure like te- ceiling that's where i gotta end up going with justin fields on that that's where i gotta give the nods to the bears i'm with you uh bears are favored by three i believe i think they can win i think they can cover you know this this should be a breakout game for for a few players on that offense and and the defense too i think they have a chance to kind of get some turnovers kind of you know th- take the fans angst and settle it down a little bit. And, you know, we shouldn't have too much angst anyway, because the bears are one to one after playing two really good teams. No one expected this. Isn't you know? it crazy that going into the season, right? Most people, I mean, there's a couple crazy people out there, but most people had the bears as a quote unquote bad team and, yeah. or even or a middling team, you know, ceiling being, you know, six, seven wins. But when they are one and one and lose to the team that again, in preseason, you it's circled as a loss. Yeah. <laughs> You circled as a loss, and it's like the sky is falling and, and you know, melting faces and terribleness. And it's like, wait, what, where's the surprise here? Why are we freaking out? This is kind of what we expected. That's no, good. I think it's uh, it's good perspective. It's good to hear it every now and again because you know we all wanted to win, but you know we see the roster. You know we see the dead cap space. We see what what they're aiming towards next year. We see some struggles on you know by a few guys. So it's uh. It's good. I mean, it should be a fun game. Uh, you know, do you have any big plans for the game? Are you a big, uh, you know, go to the club or go to the bar place? Or are you just kind of just still at home and watch the game? I am a very much a some sit down, leave me alone. Like I'm focused on the game. You know, anytime I've ever got been invited, yes. I've tried it a couple times. But like, you know, people are talking to you and asking questions, yeah. and it's just like, no, shut up. You know, hold on, I'm watching because I'm looking at the formations, I'm looking at yep. all this other stuff, and I don't got time for that. You know, I, I got my setup where I got the four screens for Sunday ticket going. So yeah, it's I'm a strap in and leave me alone for my my four hours of football. Now you see, I'm the same way. I like to just kind of watch the game, do my thing. You know, uh, if if there's people over, I like you know, please just you know, it's a lot. Like I can use it as I'm, I'm I have to work. Oh, I, ha- I have to pay attention to the game. You can't talk to me because I have to write an article about it later. I have to talk, I'm a podcast. You know, in a couple of days, I, I have to focus. Please. Please respect my my privacy yourself. But but Mason, appreciate you jumping on again. It's just another bunch of awesome information. Follow uh, Mason at West Sports PT on the Twitter. Are you on Instagram or anything like that too, or just? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like that one's way more. Yeah, that one's way more annoying. That one's like doc dr dot Mason West at you know sports. It'll pop up. It's it. I got actually Instagram's probably where I have most of my like information about trying to help uh, showing some exercise examples, educational stuff. You know, it's talking about, hey, if you have a hamstring strain, this is what you should do. So it's it's a good place to start if you have questions on things. And, you know, I'll even take requests on there. If someone DMs me and says, like, hey, I have a calf issue. What are some things to look at? You know, I'll try to make a little series and, and get that up there, too. That's on your Instagram? 
Yep, that's on my Instagram. Alright, send me the link and then I'll link it up uh, in, in, in my article on, on WCG. I'll make sure I link up your Instagram too, though. So, uh, but that's cool. Speaking of WCG, we got a lot of stuff, cool stuff going on. Obviously, the podcast channel. I talked about making monsters. Uh, Bill Zimmerman had uh, had had uh, had Danny Parkins on from the score this last week. Uh, JB and EJ got you know bears over beers. Uh, Robert Schmidt's doing his thing. We got so much stuff on the podcast channel, the video channel, Second City Great is going all over the place as well. Uh, Sack Watch is on there now. We just had uh, the 10-minute drill. So, you know, then uh, soon we may have a, a Mason West special show coming up, but, uh, you know, we'll keep that in in, in, in back pocket for now. Uh, but uh, it's coming soon. Uh, we hope to get a lot of more cool stuff popping all over the place. But until uh, next time, bear down, my friends.